we do the intro without Rob in there? That's rude. How you going? <laughs> Let's get started. Let's get started. Hey, it's a music show. What do you want to do first? Um, let's do your review of an album. Because I forget what album it was. I know it's by Khan. Oh, that's right. I can't remember the actual album name. It's like a Requiem of... Do I say that right? Requiem? Requiem. Requiem? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds a bit better. Uh, Requiem for a Dream Deferred. Now, I chose Khan because I used to listen to him a fair bit before I really got into hip-hop. He can rap really fast for, like, a whole verse without needing to take a breath. Like, the man has, like, eight lungs. Um, Earlier this year, when we were still doing Starter Packs, I remembered him, and I went and listened to some of the albums that he'd released since I stopped listening to him. And he had cut out the fast rapping and was taking a bit more of an intelligent approach, looking at like where he is right now, comparing it to where he wants to be. And he said something along the lines of like, I'm further than I thought I'd get, but not as far as I hoped I'd be. That's hard. And yeah, I said in my starter pack that it is a shame that he stopped the whole rapping fast gag because it is a talent. But obviously I can see why, because it's just not sustainable to rely on that. Um, so obviously he had to evolve at some point. Uh, so when I saw he released an album last week, I really wanted to do it just to see which way he's going with music this time, and I regret it. You regret going back? Yeah. It's not the worst album I've heard this year. That would probably go to Logic. Oh, no. On Confessions of a Dangerous Crim- Dangerous Mind. Rip. What did you do? Oh, I accidentally liked a song, but it's not that bad. <laughs> worst things in the world, man. <laughs> So, yeah, I think Logic has worst album of the year so far. But this has given Logic a run for his money. Okay. Ooh. He does touch touch on topics touch. Uh, similar to looking at his place in the game. For example, in Tester Will, the chorus says, Can't live in denial, the truth I've got to face it. I'm just living on a day-to-day basis. Where I'm at in my career, should I hate it? Every single thing I'm recording, it sounds basic. And then again, in peace of mind, he says, how bright can your flame shine before it finally burns out? Damn, that's what I'm thinking. Should I give? A, should I pick a different route? I'm still unsure. I can't figure this shit out. My little brother hit me, told me he was pretty proud. Responded three days later, writing, well, I'm spitting now. Terrified of the fall, I've been living on a cloud. If a shooting star falls and there's nobody around, well, does he really exist and how should he persist? I'm just asking for a friend, so please forgive me if I trip. But that's about it. That rhymes. All, <laughs> actually did. Uh, all of the other songs are filled with introspective stuff. Like, if there's no room for you to sit at their table, go make your own. Build a throne if you're willing and able. It won't be easy, but Rome wasn't built in a matter of minutes. It took practice, persistence, and practical thinking, my neighbor. There you go. Uh, so that's like taking one sort of small idea of, you know, if they won't accept you, just go and do your own thing anyway. And making a whole song out of it, like stretching it out that far, it doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is all very like rhyme heavy and it does sound good, but it sounds like it means something. But it, it just doesn't. Like, um, did you see Sean C's video on uh, Rick Ross? No. He said that he's just makes music for house husbands. 
right, which I think is very accurate. He said, like it, it, it sounds like it's important to listen to, and you have to listen to it, but you don't. You don't have to. And it's the same kind of thing like this. Like it, it sounds like it's very smart, but when you like look at it, there's there's nothing behind the words that he's saying. Like I, they don't mean anything. Fair enough. Um, he delivers almost all of it with very little energy. Uh, which is fine. Like you don't need to be Shaquez all the time. Um, it's all produced by Ski Beats, who is like really talented and makes beats to suit Khan quite well. But the beats don't go dummy hard. They need Khan to rap over them to to bring them up, and then Khan needs them to rap. So hearing like both sides needing to rely on something else made it sound a bit weak. Um, this is a very short album review. I'm about to wrap it up right now. We're not even six minutes in. Wrap it up, Dan. Um, and it did not take long to write it either. Usually to write a review, I, sort of, I take the album length, times it by three, and that's about how long it'll take me to write the album review. And then sort of throughout the week, I'll add to it and stuff. But Right. Uh, this one, though, the album length is 38 minutes and took me 45 minutes to write because every single song has like a minute left after Khan stops rapping for just a beat. But the go. beat never does anything interesting. Like it just plays for 45 seconds and then slowly fades out. Like it's just... That is weird, yeah. It's very boring and there's... Yeah, if there's nothing interesting at the end, there's literally no point to it at all. And um, the first song as well actually ends terribly. Like at first I thought my headphones broke because of it. Um, so the first song is called Requiem. That's how it ends. There you go. Just like that. It's quite bad. Um, the album only needed to be half as long. Like, even six tracks would be reasonable, but then they would still be cut. They'd still be fat to cut off. Like I said, it's not a terrible album, but it is still quite boring and not at all engaging. So I'm rating it a three and a half. Three and a half, three point five. No, no, three point eight. No, doesn't get up there. No, three point seven. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Well, I actually have updates. Jesus is King is releasing. There you go. Kanye has said he will bring Jesus is King a Kanye West experience. So I think it's like a concert sort of okay. thing, but then also the album is coming out at the same time. There That's you right. go. So you'll hear this after it's released, but for us, it didn't release on the normal time of Friday, 2 p.m. So it should come out like today, today 10 a.m. Oh, 10 a.m. So in a couple hours from recording now. Yeah, so it's in like two hours. Two hours. Us. So if it doesn't come out then, then I don't know. But apparently... Complex music, and I think, yeah, Fox has said that okay. Jesus is King is back on the menu. There you go. Well, um, his publicist, Trevian Kuti, says Jesus is King will drop at 8 p.m. time zone not specified, so maybe it'll be a bit later, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, I can um, chuck in the edit if it doesn't end up dropping. Yeah. So the people still know. If it, well, they'll know whether it drops or not. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. 
All right, let's get into my review of Charlie Heat's Fireworks. And this album is actually... So... Oh, wait, what's that? Okay. Leave my porn up. All right, I need to turn my... Um, my hotspot off because it wasn't working out here, so... Bang. Put that back on. All right. So, this album is obviously a beat... Sort of focuses more on the beats. Charlie Heat. Bring the heat. Um, works for good music, um, which Kanye, Pusha T, 2 Chains, they're all a part of. Um, and this is actually his debut album, and it's been three years in the making, this album. Oh, really? Um, and it is only... Let me get the official length, but it, it's quite short. I have it here. 33 minutes, 10 tracks. Okay. Um, but he has a 30th track. Yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he has some really great features on here. I, t- I touched on him last week, but Drum, um, Sean Smith, G Herbo, Lil Baby, 24 Hours, um, Denzel Curry, um, Sid, Sci High the Prince, Freeway, um, T Dot Ill Dude, which is a cool name, oh, and yes. he's quite a good um, singer as well. Um, and I don't know if I did say Tommy Genesis yet not. or not. Okay, so... Um, there you go. The so the the thing of this it's called fireworks and Charlie sort of adds firework noises in most of the songs, not all of them. Well, not that I heard on all of them, but he sort of added them in randomly. But the thing about this album is that it's not really about the rapping. It's not really about the content because it's quite repetitive. It's just sort of to show off what Charlie can do, and it does that really well. I'm gonna play some tracks, but the like Denzel Curry doesn't really rap on here. The only rap song on this album is the the final track, Never Look Down, which has Psy High and Freeway. Um, the rest of the tracks are just more like sort of singing, sort okay. of just like chorus, hook, one verse, and then just repeating that sort of like, it's meant to be catchy. It's meant to highlight what Charlie can do, how he can create a certain feel. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's basically it really. Um, well- yeah, now that I'm sort of thinking about it, all the features you mentioned do like have good singing voices mm. as well as being able to rap. Like Denzel Curry. Yeah. Um, oh, Drum especially Drum, can sing quite well. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and G Herbo does rap as well. Oh, yeah. But Lil Baby. I don't think I've heard G Herbo sing. Um, yeah. I'm sure he has. Yeah. But yeah. All right, let me go. I'm going to start with Two Piece, uh, which features 24 Hours, which I'd never heard of 24 Hours. I know he's sort of in your lane. Yeah, more, I have heard him before. He's, he's decent. Light. I like him. I just like his ad lib at the start. Now, what's his ad lib? It's just like, well, it's just like twenty four hours. Oh. <laughs> um. So this is the first time they've collaborated. Um. So I'll play this track. He's talking about he wants a girl that wants to have sex in the morning and at night. He Ooh. wants the two piece. That's what that means. <laughs> I like the beat. I don't even know, even know how to describe that beat. You say I think I need a Grammy? Yeah. And then he says, I need a white chick in Miami. I don't think... I think you'll get one of those before the other. <laughs> um... 
And then, oh, the chorus is coming up here. I'll play the chorus. It's literally just the same thing said multiple times. That's the song, yeah, basically. Don't really like him, but beat's nice. Yeah, beat is nice. Um, then we have the one with uh, G Herbo and Lil Baby called WWYA, which is Where Was You At? And they both talk about um, their life. So G Herbo was grinding. Where were you at? He was in jail. Where were you at? You sort go. of sort of things like that. Um, that and rhymed. Yeah, G Herbo um, talking about him sh- him shooting people. <laughs> and where were you at when he did it? So um, I do like a little baby once again coming through with. Uh, really nice melodies on this one. Um, I'll play it. Ooh. Nice beat again. And there's a fireworks. That's nice. Is this a song with Denzel Curry on it? No. That sounds like a Denzel Curry one. Oh, okay, that's good. I'm starting to come around on little baby. I will admit it. I don't I, want to admit that. I came around about six months ago. Uh, and I definitely is still still around on him. But I'll fast forward it. That beat's so good. Like, duh, 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 yeah. Duh. He's really good at making a, a good beat. Yeah. This is G Herbo. He sounds like Kevin Gates if you just pitch shifted him up. Yeah. And like took away the, the Texas. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that really makes it's this album all sounds the same. Like both of those songs that I just played sound the same. Like you said. Aloha with Denzel Curry sounds the same. Mm. Like, it's good because he's creating, like, one whole project. Like, it yeah. all sounds seamless. And that's one thing that's really sets him apart from, say, someone like Michael Made It, where he's just releasing, like, a compilation album. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. this is more of a, an actual piece, which is hard for um, uh, producers to do because they, they can't sing them. Like, they don't sing themselves. Yeah. So they need to get people that complement each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's really hard to do, and I, I really appreciate the the effort that they that they went into um, to make this a cohesive project. And you can't really like describe a melody to someone either. Like if you're a producer, and you've got the perfect melody in mind. You yeah. can't really translate that to you know an artist, especially if you can't sing yourself. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if Charlie Heat can sing or not. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, all right, so now I want to talk about the one song that actually got stuck in my head. It was one that I didn't even like at the start. So this one is called Dream with T. Ill Dude, um, which T. and Charlie have produced, uh, have worked together all the way back to 2016. Um, they've actually produced, uh, they've actually partnered, collabed on multiple. We got one, two, three, four, five, six songs that they've collaborated on. There you go. Um, now, I don't really know what this song's about because on here he says, artificial love, momentary satisfaction. I need a monetary high. Money keeps my mind relaxing, which, okay, fair enough. You like money. But yeah. then he says, I get high off your actions. I get high off attraction. So now he's talking about a woman. So maybe yeah. he gets, maybe he likes both in tandem. Because I, I, I like that, that the... The it's artificial love with a yeah with a, maybe he's he's bought the woman oh maybe he's bought the woman all right I really like this 
just the way uh, T Dot comes in straight away, like that artificial love. I want to hear momentary it. satisfaction. Stuck in my head <laughs> all the time. Oh, like the reverb. Yeah, that's nice. Ooh. Yeah, I really like the like the rim sticks. Yeah, like we hit on the side of the drum. <coughs> really great. Um. Really great song, but the one Chopper Fanta is the one sounds like um, Thotiana. Every time I say <laughs> it, I think I'm about to say Thotiana. Um, this is one that um, Amanda Griffin, uh, I've Amanda Griffin, Amanda, oh my god, oh, Evanda <laughs> Grimm, um, he worked on, and just the way that the beat comes in on this. And the first two songs are actually really gr- um, grand and really sort of epic. And I'll play both of them, but Tropifana really shows Charlie's skill at sort of layering a beat really thick, sort of like what something like Kanye West did on My yeah. Beautiful Dark Twist of Fantasy, um, where he just packed the beat, had like hundreds of layers, and you're going to hear it here on Tropifanta. Oh, Fotiana. Yeah. Oh, I really like that, that melody. We've got the fireworks again. Never heard of a Vandergrim either. It's pretty good. I do like that it's not like you don't hear the bang because I think that would sort of throw it off. Yeah. Not when he comes in. I love that, like the whistle, I guess you could call it, the melody. Okay, I'm sure I've heard that before. I like Mama Cita. Like Latin for a rap. Yeah. Ooh. I like that. Is that like a crowd or something in the background? I'm not sure. It could be. I'm not 100% sure. But let's do Light Fuse, Get Away, which is the first song. And then I will once again talk about Aloha with uh, Denzel Curry. But this is a very grand opening. So this is the first song on the album. That's nice. That's such a good album. That is. Hey, who's that? Amanda Reifer. Reifer. Okay. Oh, Reifer. Oh, is that a live trumpet? I think so. Like the way it comes back, like makes me think it is. Yeah. So as I know, you can't really replicate that. You might be able to, but. Yeah, this is a good. It's like a really nice. Yeah. I like that trumpet a lot. And then we got to celebrate life with drum. 
That's a very drum sounding beat. I like the beat drop that comes in on the first, on the verse. Like, not the drop, but he changes it up. Okay. Here it comes. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. Really great um, work by um, Charlie on this album. Really well produced. Like, you can tell that he's obviously worked a lot with Kanye West. A lot with like guys like Pharrell Williams. Um, he just really is like mastered his craft, and you can hear it through there. Like all those songs sound very similar, but all diverse enough to really yeah. give the songs its own meaning. And it's really amazing to see it all come through. Um, I don't think that this album has all that much playthrough. Like there's some songs on here that I don't actually like, um, but I do really enjoy this album as a whole. Like you would have to listen to this. Um, album in its entirety to really get the the brevity of it and sort of get the 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 importance of the album and and the the skill that charlie put in here you can't just pick one out um and the only one that i probably could do that to is denzel curry's um track aloha which is definitely my favorite on the album um and maybe uh 21 savage ah 21 savage i just looked at that thing on the floor um <laughs> Little baby, <laughs> it was Friday's show. Little baby and um, what's it? What's it called? Uh, Little baby and G Herbo. Really enjoyed it, and like we said, he has the best ad libs. I think the only person that has better um, producer tags than Charlie Heat is uh, Kenny Beats. Like the what are Kenny Beats? Ones? Whoa, Kenny. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, like, probably That's the mate. best. Um... Just send you a funny name. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then it's like, oh, my God, Kenny. Oh, yeah, that one is by, um Oh, my God, Ronnie. What's that? I can't think of her name right now. They had that album together. Rico Nasty. Yeah, Rico yeah. Nasty. Um, yeah. Like, the he's heating up. Yeah, that stuff. Um, and then Good Work, Charlie. And then he has one more. Oh, you made a beat, Charlie. <laughs> um, but yeah, really great. Um, really great album. Um, really enjoyable. Definitely a check out. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Favorite Ooh. tracks are Aloha, Celebrate Life, Dream, and WWYA. Um, oh, wait. and I, No, wait. Hang on. I didn't even read the lyrics for the final track. <laughs> because that goes hard. Um, where is it? Just dummy hard. Never look down. Um, Freeway and Sci High the Prince just destroy this um, this beat. And I want to do one um, line that he says. Because um, these... Wait, is this it? Yeah. Because these chicks be talking big shit. Sometimes I wish their lipstick would really make their lips stick. I'm in need of an artistic thick bitch who drive an Optima. I'm just being optimistic. But thank God I didn't become a statistic because you don't live long when you're young and you're gifted. Because losing Park was apocalyptic. Then we lost Biggie. That was horrific. And losing Aaliyah was unrealistic. But what if we still had our left eye, Slick Rick? Yeah. Sipping Moscato with Amy Winehouse. Smoking weed with Jimi Hendrix. 
Kurt Cobain, I'm blowing my mind out. With Otis Reddy and Basquiat in attendance. Then Jesus walked in like, what is this? Then Malcolm X, then Malcolm X stood up and said, we live in. Emmett Till on the grill with the rib tips, barbecuing. Because he was tired of them four hating neighbors at the pigment. This for the Trayvons and all my misfits and the leaders oh. that existed before me from MLK to JFK. I just hope I ain't on that same hit list. Oh, that's dope. <clears throat> that's I hard. like that a lot. And I really like um, Freeway's line. Um, where, where did he say it? Um, oh, I really sat in the dope house before rap. In other words, I was trapping way before trap. You can ask around the uh, around North Philly, they know that. The hottest Mr. Mackey to ever put on a throwback. They hate and throw a shot at me, I throw four back. Ooh. Made I made I came through in a Maybach with your rat. She said you used a small grey box. I need the gold pack. Hard. Hard album. That's a hard song. That's definitely That's one of my favourite. Um, and it's one of the only true rap songs on here, so and it's got some some real hard stuff. And Sci High's obviously uh, worked with Kanye West for fifteen years now, so uh, they really go well together. Charlie Heat is fantastic on this album. As a producer, I would give him a nine. Um, he really came through. Really cohesive album, um, but obviously have to judge the whole thing. Um, and it's not that they let him down. It's just that the music, the 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 vocals, just didn't match up. So yeah. sort of meet them in the middle there. So I'll give him a 7 out of 10. There you go. That's a good score. Mate, we can't finally broke my streak of having good albums. I've rated like every single album I've done over like 7 out of 10 for like the past month and a half. There you go. Your combo breaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, shit. I've been on Friday's episode the whole time. Mate. There you go. What a damn shame. So, do you want to do the song of the year? Yep. 1992. I hope I know them because I forgot to listen to them this week. <laughs> I surely don't know them. Yeah, they're pretty self-explanatory. So, oh. it's Nothing But A G Thang oh, yep. by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. And then So What You Want by The Beastie Boys. Alright, you go while I get the lyrics up. Just so All I right. can jog my All memory. Right. So, Nothing But A G Thang. It's just a dope sound. Like the the birth of G Funk. Oh wait, I typed in nothing, but it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so the the birth of G Funk. Yeah. Really. Um like so maybe not the starter of G Funk, but it's up there with like getting the ball rolling. Um I don't really have too much to say about this song. There was a comment on Genius that said that Snoop is the only one to make one, two, three into the four sound cool. One, two, three into the four. Nah, yeah, just, someone else has done that. I nah. feel like it was Eminem, was it? One, two, three, to the four. Oh, maybe, One yeah. shot, Tupac. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's a hard. Can maybe. we review the rap battles in that? <laughs> 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 we actually should. <laughs> Let's review. That's what we're gonna do one week. Well, we'll do and that. It's a quiet week. You want to do that next week? Because right, we'll we're not it. gonna have a rap region next week. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do. All right. How about you review? The final rap battles, and I'll review all the rapping in between. Oh yeah, so, so I'll do like, do the, like the, the final, final three stages six or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then you do like the the truck stop. Yeah. The cheddar bob. <laughs> I'll do I'll do the other ones. What All else right. is there? I don't know. There's a few more. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll, the the lickety split. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the car park. Oh yeah, we got it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll I'm sure I'll find some. Yeah. All it's right. not lickety split. He's the character. Yeah, he's the guy that. What's the? How, they say something. It sounds like lickety split. Nah, they he definitely does say that somewhere. I don't know. We'll find. I'll find yeah. some to, to review. Are you going to do just Eminem's part, or are you going to do? Both? I'll do all. Why yeah, not? okay. I'll do both sides too. Because oh, I know there's the girl raps in there yeah, a couple the, times. The, like when they're around in the car park. Yeah, the girl starts, I think. Yeah. And then the guy comes in, and then I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> um, all right. And then for so what you want, I definitely think the Beastie Boys took it this week. I'm not. A massive fan of like that much distortion on their voices, but it's it does still sound cool. I really like the lyric. Um, so tell me who you are, this and maybe I'm myths and the reason you're sem- the reason you're smiling or while and so listen. That was uh Mike D in verse two. Mike D. Beastie Boys are quite underrated, I think. They are, yeah. I'm gonna talk about them, touch on them like this much in my rap region, but Ooh. um. Yeah, I think they're underrated, but I do have to give it to nothing but a G thing. I just okay. think just for influence alone. Yeah, that's like, fair. I think, like, we, we've talked about this a lot, and a lot of these songs have been, like, a, a, a goalpost, sort of, when you look back, oh, okay, this was the start of this. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. this is obviously the start. Like, guys like Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, anyone on the West Coast looks back and be like, oh, nothing but a G thing. Yeah. Nothing but a G thing. Like, that got me into rap. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get inspired so if by it wasn't that. for that song there'd be so many other rappers that aren't in the game yeah it's so different like and the Beastie Boys um, definitely influenced guys like Eminem yeah um, other other type of types of artists more like conscious rap that's what the Beastie Boys are sort of about um, in the early stages anyway um, but yeah I think that uh, in terms of influence nothing but a G thing slightly edges uh, the young Beastie yeah. Boys on this one. The young trio. I would say, yeah, for influence. Nothing but a yeah. G thing, for sure. The Beastie Boys, I always get confused with, like, another group. But I, right. I, I can only ever remember one group at a time. And I don't know why. Oh, uh, yeah. You, something interesting about this song, you probably read this too, but Snoop Dogg was actually in jail. I did not read that. Snoop Dogg was in jail when Dr. Dre wanted to record this because Dr. Dre really wanted it out. Okay. Like he, he, he actually, in the original version, he's actually recording through a jail phone. Oh, there you go. He's recording the song through a jail phone. And so in, you just what, what, wait, NWA, remember when we watched that straight out of Compton? Yeah, yeah. They were, they showed them playing that for the first time, but they were in the house. He wasn't in jail. They might have stretched that a little bit. Because I just remember, um, I, I always forget that guy's name that played him. For uh, he plays the guy in Atlanta, and he plays the guy in Get Out. Um, and sorry to bother you, I can't remember his name. He's got a crazy name. It's really cool. For some reason, I'm thinking it's Forrest, but I don't think it is. <laughs> Sorry to bother you. You got. Let me look that up. Sorry to bother you. What's his name? Laketh. That's right. 
I don't know. Oh, Forest, Laketh. They oh, sort yeah. of sound similar. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed both of these tracks. But yeah, I think the um, Dr. Dre's lead single off The Chronic, one of the most iconic albums of all time, edges out this week. Um, I don't really have much more to say. Um, and apparently Dr. Dre played it at a party. And everyone loved it, and they just wanted to hear that song all night. <laughs> that would be a shit party. So that was the birth of G-Funk at this party. So whoever was there, yeah. they can sort of um, be credited. There right. you go. What else do we have this week? I'm still tr- I'm trying to find those, uh, those people I confuse the Beastie Boys with. It might even just be the Beastie Boys that I'm thinking of. Like, do they have more pop sort of songs as well? Yeah. No. I don't think so. Because I'm... Like, the guys I'm thinking of are definitely pop. But I don't fucking know. No, no, it's like... Two words, like Beastie Boys, and I think they're both B words. I know they're on one iteration of Just Dance. I know that for sure. So right now I'm literally looking up songs in Just Dance 3... All right, well, I'm going to talk about my FPL because I talked about it last week. So while Robert oh, does that, FPL? my fantasy Premier League, Matt. Oh, no, I won't. I won't look for it. All right, hurry up then. Let's move yeah, on. Hurry up then. Well, to... Did you do a Discord dive? Yep. In my mind, I did. No, okay, you do yours. I'll collect my thoughts and then... You mean I do mine? No, do a segment that you're on. It's a rap region. We're going to do that one together. Oh, I have that. Yeah, well, you do yours first then and I'll... Yeah, okay. I'll go after. All right, so I'm going to do my rap region. So I did uh, West Coast. Oh, God damn it. I was going to say I did East Coast and make you think that, like, we both did East Coast, but I just read out West Coast. <laughs> Fucked it up. Wouldn't have trolled me anyway. <laughs> what would you have done, though? Just done more. I've spilled so much on my pants. Yeah, you get fucking trolled. So West Coast hip hop actually originated from some white from some riots, specifically the Watts riots in 1965. Watts is a 10 minute drive north of Compton, uh, similar to what Compton faced when NWA rose to fame, which I will get into later. The Watts riots were fueled by racist police officers. Yep. The riots ended with 30 dead. 1,000 injured and 3,000 arrested. Two years later, 1967, the Watts Writers Workshop was born. It was an organisation created by Bud Schulberg, who was a screenwriter and producer, and it was an attempt to peacefully express residents' rage against the racist police force. Within this group arose the Watts Prophets, consisting of four poets who combined their experiences and styles to create a new form of music. Spoken word. Thanks, Matt. Spoken word over a jazzy musical. Too jazzy? (laughs) Their most known song came out in 1970. What is a man? They argued that the riots were justified and that the US should spend their time trying to solve their own problems before fooling around on the moon and looking for other places to conquer, referring to Vietnam. 
they point out America's tendency to solve the problems of other countries before solving their own. Throughout the song, the line, I threw another log on the fire, was repeated, referring to the controversy that they were creating. N.W.A. played a huge part in popularising West Coast hip-hop. Coming out in the late 1980s, they were originally formed after Easy e bailed Dr. Dre out of jail with money he made from selling drugs. Together, they made Ruthless Records and originally only had Dre and DJ Yeller on production and then Ice Cube, MC Ren and Arabian Prince on the vocals. But the group was not complete until a very reluctant Easy e jumped on. They were banned from mainstream radio and they did not win any music awards due to the abrasiveness of their lyrics. In the early 1990s, the group began to feud and fall apart. They began to crumble and eventually ended in 1995 due to the unfortunate passing of Easy e During the same time, Tupac was blowing up. At just 17 years old in 1988, he moved to California and almost immediately became the face of West Coast hip-hop. Born into a family of Black Panthers, he grew up on political activism and adapted their violence is acceptable when necessary attitude. He was the epitome of contradiction, a rapper, a ballet dancer, activist, philosopher, poet, and an actor. And a barista. I don't know about that one. Hotel Trivago. <laughs> I didn't actually know this, but he died at 25. Yeah, Parky. Yeah, that's young. Yeah, rip. That's really young. Um, he was a gangster that was all about that thug life, but he also had many emotional and extremely vulnerable tracks. He actually began his career as a roadie for Digital Underground and eventually rapped on one of their songs. He then released Two Pocalypse Now, or Two Pacalypse Now, <laughs> which was his first album. It received very little attention. Over the next seven years, he released 44 singles, five studio albums, with all of them making an appearance on Billboard. He was nominated for seven Grammys. He unfortunately didn't win any, but he did win an American Music Award. One of hip-hop's biggest tragedies and mysteries happened September 7, 1996. Tupac was assassinated. After that, though, his success did not slow down. Another five posthumous albums were released, and he was one of the first to get the holographic treatment at Coachella in 2012. Like, I can't think of anyone else who's actually gotten the holographic treatment. I'm sure other people have. Not sure. But he was definitely, like, one of the first. At the same time, as well as like a little bit after NWA, came along Snoop Dogg, E-40, and The Game. Snoop Dogg has what is named the most popular rap song of the decade by Billboard themselves. Drop It Like It's Hot, featuring Pharrell Williams, is now a Californian anthem. This next part sounds like an insult, but it greatly affected hip-hop, and this is the reason that the genre is the way that it is right now. Snoop Dogg was one of the pioneers in writing meaningless songs. I don't like. I don't rate to uh, Snoop Dogg. I'm gonna say it right now. <laughs> don't rate him. He has one good album one, out of like two, fourteen. Three into the four. Yes, one good album <laughs> out of like fourteen. Like people hate on Eminem, but he has like at least five out of like ten good albums. Snoop Dogg has one good album, and it was his first. 
Like, he didn't make anything good after that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if um, he cut it off after one, you'll hear about that later, the one album. Oh, yeah. In the later show. Mm. You already told him we cooked it out of order, so. But they're not even going to hear that till the end. No, no, I said that on the first show. Oh, you said that in the yeah. first show? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, then E40. Although he never garnered national success, he was always a relevant artist throughout his entire career. Now being one of the faces of the Bay Area rap. The game, however, started out a little bit later, after NWA fell apart. He was originally just a gang member. He's shit, he's blood chilling, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was originally just like a, a gangbanger, like performing drug runs, drive-bys, and it wasn't until he was shot five times that he began to rap. It was shot, at, the article said, after a bad, after a business deal went wrong. Ah, uh, business deal. Yeah. What a businessman he <laughs> is. <laughs> Um, he was actually presumed dead after he was shot, but after a three-day coma, he began to recover. I didn't know that. I knew yeah. he was shot. I didn't know he went into a three-day coma. Yeah. And while he was in hospital recovering, he studied rap and its history. And in just two years of releasing mixtapes, he was discovered by Dr. Dre in 2003, who signed him to Aftermath Entertainment. I actually rate the game. Like, he is a bit of a meme with his freestyles, but... Yeah. He is legitimately good. LAX Files. That is a banger. Great. And whatever album that's on, I can't remember. I know. I have it on my phone. Maybe. Probably not, actually. Uh, I don't. I'll keep going. Uh, he is most known for his lyrics. Red rolls, white ceiling. No body, no casket. Just blood <laughs> spilling. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, um, you know what he's most known for? Just oh. name dropping. Like, you just... There's, like, that whole song. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, like, literally, like... My dog's at the door. Like, a hundred... Like, he literally says, like, a hundred names in it. <laughs> it's insane. What do I want to know, though? Like, with the freestyle that he's doing, like, the, the Red Rolls White Ceiling, have you seen the one where he's just, like, freestyling out in the car park and he's, like, just challenging people? Yeah. How Imagine shook if, would he be if, if the person challenged that, just yeah. said Red Rolls White Ceiling? Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> I wish they did that. I wish they did too. Now, jumping into the early 2010s, Mr. Dijon McFarlane, aka DJ Mustard. He kind of had to go with the name DJ Mustard, didn't he, with the name Dijon? Dijon. Yeah. Uh, he had his first major hit in December of 2011 with Tiger. Rack City. Yeah. Bitch. That's a classic. It is peaking at number seven. He has since become one of the most prominent hip-hop producers. This was around the time that K-Dot began to blow up. He was signed to Top Dog Entertainment in the early 2010s and was responsible for some of the best albums of all time. But you may not know him as K-Dot. This man, now known as Kendrick Lamar, is one of the best thought-provoking rappers of all time. Get Top Dog on the phone. <laughs> you mean top dog like the guy that like raps with his phone like down here oh yeah 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 I what a beast was that his name top dog yeah 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 I'll look him up on YouTube now but that's all I've got so take it over alright we're going the on east the east coast on the east coast alright so east coast rap is actually just called New York rap um because 
the other parts of the of the East Coast have their own region. So um, when someone says East Coast, they are generally talking about um, New York. Um, and because not many rappers are from like Massachusetts or Maine or Washington, um, they sort of have their own thing. Like, ah, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Goldlink. He um. So he's a part of like the Moon Batoon movement, which isn't a part of um, East Coast rap. So things like that. And it did actually originally start at block parties in New York City. People were just um, like out on the streets, just listening to sort of like that boom bap style, like that really old school stuff. And then it just sort of got bigger and bigger. And it, um, it uh, dominated the world of hip hop, especially in the eighties of nineties, this was like the golden era of rap. Yeah. Um, we had Rakim, Eric B. Uh, we had the, the Wu-Tang Clan, Tribe Called Quest, guys like that, um, all really coming up and, and sort of dominating the scene. And they, they really had the stranglehold on the West Coast because the West Coast came in slightly later and a more... Uh, friendly sound. The West Coast was a bit more like the content was was similar, but the the beats were a lot airier, a lot more flush. Where um, New York was quite hard hitting, um, and sort of that boom bap style. Um, we had uh, Wu Tang obviously, but all the members: Raekwon the Chef, Jizza, Rizza, um, Ghostface, ODB, um, a lot of guys really coming through. Obviously, we had Nas, Biggie. Um, jay-z and then moving into today asap rocky or the whole asap mob yeah um benny the butcher west side gun conway the machine six nine six nine bobby schmurder i didn't even write them you unlocked my my potential (laughs) there um yeah guys like that uh joe badass guys like that um some of the some of the biggest names have come from either coast and that's sort of like a Mm. Uh, a constituent of what happens when something comes to America. Yeah. When something comes to America, no matter what it is, if it's fashion, it's always on the coast because it comes from outside Europe yeah. or Africa and it comes in and the first port of call is the coast, obviously. So you've got the East Coast, New York, um, Florida, Philadelphia and, and stuff like that. Ah, uh, well, Pennsylvania. Um, and then you've got... Pennsylvania just makes you think of Russians. <laughs> uh, and then you've got on the on the west, obviously. Uh, uh, like LA. Yeah, Los California. Angeles, California. Yeah. Moving up into sort of um, even places like Seattle, mm. very f- um, fashion forward um, places like that. And it never really gets to the middle. It takes ages to get to the middle. Like, is there any rappers from like Oklahoma and Kansas, like right in that middle part? I don't know. Maybe the only thing I can really think of is like, um, oh, I forget the name, which is annoying me. But Andre Three K, like and from Atlanta. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's sort of that's still yeah, that's, that's like still mainly inland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like it's slowly going in, and obviously we have Chicago, Texas, um, and the South, which is sort of on the East Coast anyway. Because yeah, like Florida rappers are technically counted as. Um, the south yeah even though they're on the, like, the they're side. right on the coast yeah yeah. Um, yeah the south got something to say yeah exactly um, and what's really good is they're still releasing music Jay-Z released an album last year 
Nas released an album last year. Um, a tribe called Quest released an album after 15 years, like three or four years ago. Um, it could be even later than that. 2015, I think. 2015 or 2016. Um, what was it called? Thank You for Your Service or something like that. It was sort of like that a politically charged album talking yeah. about Donald Trump. So yeah, it would have been around 2016 when he first came in. Um, things like that. So it's really great that like a lot of these West Coast artists, icons, don't really release music anymore. Yeah. Like Dr. Dre hasn't released. He's obviously still producing. Yeah. Just not nowhere near as much as he had. E40, very limited um, yeah. exposure. Obviously well, Dr. Dre, hasn't, he hasn't released many albums anyway. Yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, what is it, two or three? Yeah, two or three. Yeah. And he has like a compilation album and stuff like that. Mm. And um, Ice Cube hasn't released in a while. Um, had a new Ice Cube album would be lit. Yeah. Um, so that's one really great thing about the about New York is it sort of doesn't really go away. And I'm sure it will, but we're sort of blooding in a new generation. West Side Gun's already released about 40 albums. Um, but he says he doesn't want to rap too much longer, so maybe he won't. But East Coast rap has undergone, I'm not sure, um, undergone a lot of changes over its very short lifespan. The, 80, uh, the 70s is when it came in. Um, so we had the, the lyrical dense rappers uh rakim and eric b um obviously nas um stuff like that and then we moved to to uh a more conscious style which was the beastie boys and uh some songs we reviewed we have reviewed uh public enemy um guys like that um and then we moved into the more grimy sort of boom bap hard hitting street style rap which is Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine. 6ix9ine. Um, yeah, 6ix9ine. <laughs> Guys back then were like Coogee Rap, um, Flatbush Zombies Now, mm. um, sort of that mafioso style, that really like hard-hitting um, sort of like, because New York sort of ingrained in like the mafia, like sort of like yeah. the street crime sort of stuff like that. <sighs> um, and yeah, in today's um, landscape, we got Flatbush Zombies, um, the, uh, one guy's escaping my mind right now. Um, he's the guy with the bandana over his face. Um, I reviewed him earlier in the year. I can't remember. Um, uh, you'd mentioned him when we were recording last night, but I don't think we said his name either. Oh no, that was in Celebrity Heads. You said, "Do I have a mask over my face?" Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um. No, I can't remember who I'm thinking of right now. He's got the mask on. He used to be with Griselda, but then he left. Um, he released an album, and it was like the the artwork was like a painting, and it had a mask on as well. Um, I can't remember. Uh-huh. Um, him, yeah, Flatbush Zombies, Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, guys like that. Um, um, and in terms of style, New York is obviously known for lyrical complexity, dexterity sort of being able to go anywhere with the flow, bend and blend words um, and keep you on your toes. It's a very open style. They, they can sort of, sort of, like, what I think of New York rap, I think of people throwing words at someone and then just rapping. You know how they do that on, like, oh, yeah, radio yeah. shows and stuff like that. I think that's just how New York rap was sort of built. Um, and you can really hear that on my favorite New York song of all time, One Mic by Nas. I'm going to read my favorite, but this is one of my favorite verses of all time. I like this. Um... It's on one mic, which is on the Stillmatic album, which followed Illmatic, um, the sequel. They didn't come right after each other. 
This was when he was trying to kill Jay-Z, but they made up. Um, anyone knows the famous Ether track, um, which is where if someone says you got ethered, means you got killed because Nas destroyed Jay-Z on the track Ether. But let's talk about One Mic, one of the greatest songs in my opinion and my favorite New York song, so I'm going to read it here. Um, all I need is one blunt, one page, and one pen. One prayer. Tell God, forgive me for one sin. Matter of fact, maybe more than one. Look at, look at, look back at all the hatred against me. Fuck all of them. Jesus died at age 33. That's 33 shots from twin Glocks. That's 16 apiece. That's 32. Which means one of my guns was holding 17. 27 hit your crew. Six went into you. Everybody got to die sometime. Hope your funeral doesn't get shot up. Bullets tear through the innocent. Nothing's fair. Neighbors roll up, shooting from wheelchairs. My heart is racing, tasting revenge in the air. Life is a shit slide for too many years. No, letting shit slide for too many years, too many times. But now I'm strapped with a couple of Max, too many nines. If your neighbors really with me, get busy, load up the semis. Do more than just hold it, explode the clip until you're empty. There's nothing in our way. They bust, we bust. They rush, we rush. Lead flying, feel it. I feel it in my gut. That's hard. That's hard. One of the greatest verses of all time. And just the way Nas says it, cold, calculated, yeah. slicing through. Um, today's New York landscape, very diverse. Obviously, ASAP Rocky sounds nothing like any of this. Um, and Benny the Butcher and West Side Gun sort of sound like a more refri- a ref- refined version of like what uh, Loke, the LOX was doing, what Killer Cam was doing, what these guys were doing from Brooklyn and... And from from Queens, like the more grimier side of New York. Um, so yeah, it's very they're sort of streamlining, and it's just going back in cycles. We we started with the lyrical, with um, guys like Nas, Rakam, and then we went into the grimy side with AZ, who's worked with Nas a lot. With um, I said them before. Where where did it go? I can't even remember. Ah, uh, like Jizza. Uh, cool G rap guys like that um, and I'm gonna leave today's segment with five artists you need to listen to and five albums Nas Jay-Z Rakim Gangstar and A Tribe Called Quest and 6ix9ine and 6ix9ine um, and albums Illmatic by Nas Ready to Die by Biggie Midnight Marauders by A Tribe Called Quest Only Built for Cuban Links by Raekwon the Chef and Liquid Swords by Jizza. So there you go. And what is our next segment moving swiftly Seriously, on? who names themselves Jizza? Jizza. <laughs> Can't tell you, mate. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. Well, do you want to do your Discog Dive? Because that's all we've got left. If you don't want to do it, we don't have to. Oh, uh, Discog Dive? Yeah, we can do the Discog Dive. I'm actually splitting my Discog Dive into two. So okay. in two weeks, you'll get the other half of it. Um, but this week, I am going to do... Frank Ocean's two albums, thinking, uh, not thinking about you, that's the lead single off it, Channel Orange and Blonde. I'm going to do both of them. Let me find them first. So what's the other half going to be in two weeks' time? The next the next one is going to be Nostalgia Ultra. Um, and um, Is it called Endless? Oh my God, I can't even remember what that album's called. Yeah, Endless. Yeah, it was. I second-guessed myself there. Um, endless. And then I'm going to do the singles because he has a lot of singles that never made it onto anything. 
Mm. Um, so I'm going to do that. So I'm going to start with Channel Orange here. So these are the two that you can actually get on streaming. Endless and Nostalgia Ultra aren't on streaming. Um, so that's why I thought I'd do these first if you want to listen to them. Oh, yeah. Then you can and then I'll move into next week. So obviously Channel Orange is iconically known for um, Thinking About You. Um, one of Frank's best songs in my opinion. But this album is packed with great um, songs. Sierra Leone, Super Rich Kids, which has El Sweatshirt, um, Pink Matter, which has Andre 3K, um, Forrest Gump, which is one of my favorites, Bad Religion, um, and the other one, Lost Pyramids, really fantastic um, album. And the, the, the concept of this album is that Frank's just sort of flicking through his life, flicking through the TV, like one song, yeah. no, don't like it, move on to the next. And he actually has like... At the end of songs, he has like a TV playing in the background, and then you can hear him change the channel because it goes oh, like, yeah. Shh, and then it goes to the next That's pretty um, cool. song. Uh, really cool. And this in, this introduced me to Frank. I didn't actually listen to Nostalgia Ultra first, um, and I think one of my friends sort of put me onto it um, back in the day, and I really enjoyed just thinking about you because, like. I think inherently everyone likes a catchy song that's not rap. Yeah. Like, I think pop music is popular for a reason. That's short for pop. For exactly. Popular. Exactly. So I think that, like, even though it's not, like, I think the hardest hip-hop head could hear a catchy song by anyone and be yeah. like, I really like that song. Yeah. Like, my favorite song of the year, this so far, so at the moment it will be ranked number one come end of the year when we do our list, is not even really a rap song. It's more of a pop, sort of like a like a slower rap song, really. What is it? It is Location by Dave oh, yeah. and Burner Boy. Um, oh, I think Mount Buckley. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, it came out like three years ago or something, didn't it? it Two years ago, something like that. It's still be the song of the year. Yeah, but well, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, Frank really tells his story on here. Uh, I'm just going to touch on a few songs. Obviously, Think About You, he's talking about someone... Um, that he's willing to lie to to get. Um, like on here, he says, um, I got a beach house out in Idaho. There is no beaches in Idaho. Um, a tornado flew through his room, which is sort of like a metaphor. It's very messy in there. But that could also happen. It could, it could happen. I mean, you're not <laughs> wrong. It could happen. Um, and yeah, he's sort of talking. And I really like right at the end when it's sort of, and it, the pitch changes. And you sort of hear a different side of them. Um, mm. And, and I, there's a really good analysis. If anyone knows the Dissect podcast on Spotify, I definitely um, implore you to go check it out. He did a... So it's this guy, really good um, analysis. He's a really good analyst, sorry, of songs. So he broke down Tyler, the Creator's Flower Boy, okay. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. So they're like 50 minute episodes and there's like each song. So he does 50 minutes on each song. Jeez. Um, so he I'm breaks asking. it down. He has like the, he has like the non-vocal. So he just has the beat. So he breaks down the beat, breaks okay. down the lyrics. Really good. He did Kendrick Lamar. He did uh, Miss Lauren Hill. He did Blonde by Frank Ocean. And as a teaser to Blonde, he did five, ep- five songs from um, Channel Orange. So really good, and he broke down thinking about you. And right at the end, something that I learned um, is right at the end, he says, 
and I'm lying now, like I'm lying down. But the way he says it, it sounds like he's saying, I'm lying now. Yeah. And throughout the whole song, he has been lying. So I think it's like a really cool play on words there you that go. he spotted. That's pretty cool. Um, if it's 50 minutes per song, yeah. imagine how long the one's going to be for Gummo. Gummo, yeah. Like he really like four hours. Yeah, he really, um, he really breaks down and it's really interesting. I, I definitely recommend everyone go check out one episode. He's done collabs with Fantano. He's done, um, he did a collab with someone else. Um, I can't remember right now. Um, but yeah, he talks about really cool stuff. Um, super rich kids talking about uh, rich kids not having as much freedom in the world. Um, that people don't really care about rich kids. He says, do they um, sew wings on tailored suits? Sort of like, can a, can a rich kid get into heaven, basically? Yeah. Um, because he doesn't feel like he can. Um, Pyramids is, is like a nine-minute track. Um, it's sort of like a two-parter. Um, talking about a woman that works at the pyramid as a stripper um, slash prostitute. Um, and Forrest Gump, what an absolute track. Um, he's talking about a man that he, he loves. Um, and I don't really know why it's called Forrest Gump. Wait, let me think of the song. Yeah, I don't know. Really he's running know. away? Oh, it could be. He's running away, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Need to get um. I was running. I forget what the guy's name is that does it. Um, yeah, Tom Hanks. No, not that. <laughs> um, and then Lost is a really upbeat song. One of my favorite of the album. If you haven't heard that song, definitely check it out. I'm gonna play a little bit of it right now. I love that. It's such like a, a memeable song as well. Yeah. One thing that Frank does really well is match his really... Wait, sorry, match his what? Match his beat. Yeah. He's really good at that. And he makes very vibe music. And that's something that's really important to his fan base. I think if Frank sold out and went a different direction, I think you could see a massive drop off. Um, and we haven't heard from him in three years now, almost coming up. Yeah. Almost coming up to three years. Um, but he was away for four years the last time. So maybe we'll get one at next year sometime. Um, and then I don't know what more to say about Blonde. My favorite album of all time, Tied with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. It's a phenomenal album. It is a perfect example of how to evoke emotion through pitch change, through manipulation, um, and just through pure um, talent. Um, he changes his voice on multiple tracks to sound younger and older because he wrote some of these songs when he was 20, 18, and now obviously he sounds different and he's, and he's singing from a perspective of a younger person. So he actually pitches his voice up to sound younger. Um, and this is where we really see Frank take a step forward again into becoming a cult icon, I think. Um, this album for me really solidified him as one of the greatest um, in the game that we have right now. Um, Nike's the opening track I watched that like at least 90 times because it came out like an hour before the not 90 it came out like two hours before the actual album like okay. he just teased the first song um, and I listened to that so many times <laughs> um, and then Nights has one of the most iconic beats which is of all time like it's it just 
And what's crazy is that he's sort of talking about the duality of life um, throughout this whole album. And because it's called Blonde and Blonde. So that was actually, because you can spell blonde two ways. Um, he's sort of talking about the duality of life. And the beat switch perfectly separated the album in half. Okay. The beat switch was right on the midway point of the album. Um, obviously planned. Mm. Um and yeah, really fantastic album. White Ferrari, Futata Free, um, Solo, which is one of my favorites um, on the first couple of listens through, Pink and White, um, Ivy, really great album. Uh, on this again, really moved forward um, in beat selection and picking the right sort of stuff for his music. And he definitely... Um, sucked everyone back in everyone was like oh, i hate frank ocean he hasn't released in four years he drops this and just like that is his fans come crawling back um definitely my favorite album of all time tired obviously but yeah that's basically my review done um i'll do a bit more of an analytic review next week i thought i'll just share my feelings this week on these two um and yeah next week nostalgia ultra Endless and singles, I will do a bit more of a deeper dive. A no, not next week, two weeks time. Two weeks time. Yeah. Do you know who you're going to do next week? I don't actually. Okay, well, we'll Usually figure that out. Usually I decide when I'm doing it. All right. And is that us done? Uh, I have a little bit more news that I've just found. Right. Uh, Six Nine's former manager, Shotty, apparently shot five people in one night. He said, I moves earned... up to his name. Yep. <laughs> he said, I earned my stripes. We've got to kill somebody. I drive around with a semi-automatic rifle. Right. And he just shoots people up. Yep. Innocent people or? Well, the way he's uh, described that, I would say so, that he's just driving past. Doesn't care. But um, it was the five people that they're referring to was for Mel Murder, which is Jamel Jones. Um, so maybe he wanted these people dead, so Shotty just went out and shot them. I don't know if they died. But yeah, and then uh, Kevin Gates was being hit on by a woman. She said, I want to fuck you very passionately. And he said, why? What's my dick little? You don't want this. That dick's so little. There you go. He obviously <laughs> didn't want that. Or maybe he's telling the truth. <laughs> he could be telling the truth. Well, he's, he's married, isn't he? I'm not sure. Yeah, his wife, Draker. Draker. D-R-E-K-A. Not sure, never heard of that name before. But I didn't know this. Apparently, he uh, kisses his dog on the lips too. His dog? Yeah, <laughs> a little backlash for that. I don't know when this article was written, but um, yeah, the original article just said, like, we've heard before this. Oh, late 2018. Posted a video to Instagram and he's kissed his dog on the lips. <laughs> well, we know he eats a booty, so he's not scared to put his tongue anywhere. This. I don't know what this is, but there's someone that released an album called Jesus is King, but it's just some guy called Daylight. <laughs> right, I'm going to play a song. Let's see if it's Kanye West. This is the song called Bible Verses. Okay. Realistically, it sounds like something that, Kanye West would do. It does sound quite Kanye-esque. Is that Kanye? No, I'm, I'm joking. It's obviously not. That's actually not a bad idea, though. Release an album that, like, everyone knows is being 
<laughs> delayed and call it that. It's actually not a bad idea. All right, well, I'm going to send you the um, album list for next oh, yeah. week. Um, I'll choose what I'm doing right now. Then. Well, I'm going to choose Kanye West's if it releases, but I'll have a backup for you. I will do... Oh, well, you pick first. No, what's your... Oh, you got to do Pitbull. <laughs> I'll do Pitbull. <laughs> no, what's your backup? That's my punishment if Kanye doesn't release. So, Kanye, don't <laughs> make me do it. <laughs> I will do Pitbull's Libertad 548. I like that. All right, I'll do... I bet you it's not even in English. I think he's like a Spanish rapper now. Yeah, he is. All right. Well, well didn't you say last year he was like... Oh, he looks funny. The, the most popular Spanish Look rapper. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like a dad, doesn't he? Yeah. There's no... There's literally no other people I know on this album. There's someone called Tito El Bambino. <laughs> that is a pretty cool name. Oh, there's, there's Ludacris. Hopefully that's the same Ludacris. Wait, where are you seeing this? What? Tito and Ludacris. On his album. Oh, on Pitbull's album. Oh, yeah. Album. Pitbull's oh, okay. I thought you meant on like the list oh, of no, albums. No. All right, so I've already downloaded it, Kanye, so don't make me have to listen to it. I'm trying to decide between Kevin Gates. Right. I listened to that album already, too. It's and right. The Roots. That one's already been out, that album, for like 20 years or something. Things Fall Apart. Yeah. Okay. That's just like the deluxe. They just like release. Okay, I'll go Kevin Gates. I'm him then. I'm him. I'm assuming that's like a religious thing. Like, I don't know. God, oh, I'm him or just like. I wasn't really listening. I'm that neighbor. Yeah. I wasn't really listening too closely. It was on my drive home, mate. Oh, fair enough. <clears throat> Lil right. John's on uh, Pitbull's album, so he's throwing it back. Okay. Lil John and Ludacris. <laughs> um, and then there's. Christopher Bricklin. <laughs> oh, Neo. I'm oh, mate. Right back. Straight from 2008. I'm not going to be able to say any of these names. There's one called Winning. And then <laughs> No Lo Crates. Movie Dolo. Movie in Dolo. <laughs> Happy Mama Day. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? I can't better deliver. <laughs> I've already downloaded it. I have no faith. All right. Well, that's us. For tonight. For tonight. Be sure to check out. We tasted some uh, foods because we've already done the last show. Yeah. Um, be sure to check that out. But, well, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. That's a wrap.